0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of On the Floor. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager at Bona Adhesives.
1: And I'm Rob Johnson from Bona Training.
0: And we're going to talk on this episode of Why Attend Training Classes. And uh, Rob, uh, before we get going, I understand you're on vacation this week?
1: Yes, I am.
0: Okay. Uh, I know you travel quite extensively. How many weeks are you on the road?
1: I'm on the road about... uh I do probably 46 weeks a year on the
0: road. Wow. And so on vacation, do you stay home or do you uh, do you go out again? I am home. Nice. Nice. Well, I'm sure Pauline will appreciate that. Uh, how is Pauline, by the way? You know, I'm uh, I, I, for anybody that doesn't know Rob's wife, you've got like the, the nicest wife I've ever met. She's a super nice lady.
1: Is that how we're going to start this? You're going to talk about my wife right off the start.
0: Well, We're I mean, not going to
1: talk about training. You want to jump right into Pauline? Oh, uh, that's yeah. not a. I I should reword that. You want to start talking about Pauline right away? Well, she did get a little gift that you sent her. Thanks.
0: Oh, uh, the earrings? No. The bath salts? No. No. Nope. The, the the teddy?
1: You sent her a no, not a. T- you sent her a mixtape.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, well, she says she likes, I know she's a music fan, so.
1: Yeah, I was listening to it, yeah. Good, I want to know what love is, you were meant for me, I want you to want me, three times a lady. That was great. I was really, she was really happy about that, Wayne. Really happy about that.
0: Yep. Uh, Good melody in that three times a lady. Yeah. So good, yeah. Well, I'm glad she got it. I didn't know she was going to share it.
1: She got it. Put it out in the burn pile with all the other stuff. Oh,
0: Nice um okay so let's talk a little bit about why attend training and uh rob i know you're a lead trainer and uh who who's a trainer on the uh, west coast uh that would be d Lenston. d okay well you guys got such a really good team right now so
1: we have a great team we uh, we have uh we have some young guys, we have some older guys, we have guys who have uh, a ton of experience, job site experience, real experience. It's a it's an awesome team. Uh, it one of the best teams I've ever worked with.
0: I I couldn't agree more and the guys you have coming up are just super good guys, man. So, congrats on that. So, okay, Rob, so why attend training? I mean, you know, you know, I notice in the training classes we have guys that, you know, been in the trade, they're just starting out. And we got guys that have been in the trade for 20 years and more. And I've even seen guys 30 and 40 years in the trade. So why, why attend training? Why is that so important?
1: I think the number one reason to attend training is to learn how to make more money. And that really is the absolute number one reason. I mean, there's all sorts of things going on at the training events and everything. But by far, the best reason to go is to make, learn how to make more money. There's a lot of money to be made out there without having to do more work. Uh, I, yeah. One of the things I preach at the schools is
0: make more money with doing the same square footage. That's a good point. Uh, I'll tell you, Rob, that uh, you know something I, I, I always say that this trade would be a lot easier if you could learn a certain skill and then just take that skill and apply it to every single job. But as you know, it doesn't work that way. I mean, so many things are job site specific. Um, I, I listen to guys talk about, uh, well, I only T-bar or I only roll. Um, but in my opinion, you have to know how to do a lot of different ways of coding floors, for instance. You know, it just to me, it depends on the job site layout, maybe the lighting, uh, the board direction, the layout, where the windows are. Sometimes it lends itself to a rolling application, sometimes for a T-bar application. So I think you got to have an open mind, I think, as as uh, the demands and the expectations of customers and what have you, and the tools that are out there and the education that, that is out there now is incredible. Is that so, a yeah, direct
1: I, shot at me? Is that what that one is?
0: The rolling thing?
1: The rolling? The rolling and the yeah. T-bar thing? That yes. sounds like it was a shot.
0: Yeah, I uh, recall that uh, when I introduced rolling to you, what, it was about 10 years ago now? At yeah, least it was a
1: while. Well, it was in a, a different part of our lives.
0: You threw the roller across the room and said, nobody rolls here. That's right. Um, the, yeah, rolling's too slow. I could be home having a beer by the time you're done rolling. I'm we so much faster than T-bar. We are a T-bar-only
1: company here. Stick your roller. Yes. We don't need it. Yeah.
0: Yes, yes. I think, uh, I think you would agree that you were as wrong as wrong could be.
1: Well, I liked when I started my new life, the video that you watched.
0: Yeah. Yeah, after, uh, after all the years of, of, of saying how rolling sucks, uh, the first video I saw you make was you holding a 90-inch roller saying, yeah, I'm Rob Johnson. I'd like to talk to you about rolling. Um, I'm a T-bar guy too. I will T-bar probably 80% of my jobs, uh, but there are, there's no question in my mind that there, is, there are times when rolling is the best application. I mean, I, I spent the first 15 years of my trade, we brushed every job with a six-inch Purdy brush. Um, and, I, we, you know, the best guys were doing that, And in my opinion, back in the day. And we thought, all right, well, we want to be one of the best guys out there, so this is what we're going to do. But uh, I'm convinced that rolling is a, is a fantastic way to put the finish on. But it's not for every application.
1: Well, it's uh, just uh, one of the many things that we do at the schools. Whether we're buffing stain on, rolling, uh, T-bars, finish applications, cutting, all that stuff. So, yeah, rolling in the T-bar, uh, I don't want to focus too much on that because it's just, uh, it's just part of the school. There's uh, lots of other things that we do at the school.
0: And probably because I was right.
1: No, probably because you were just droning on as usual. You, you get lost <laughs> in the forest and you just keep talking. So it's my job to break this up
0: um so okay give me another reason to attend to school rob new avenues of business what do you mean by that
1: well you know there was three avenues of business i always thought there was screening coats sanding and installs uh, one of the avenues of business that we really touch on is deep cleaning and i think deep cleaning is one of the next big things that's in store for the hardwood floor industry
0: uh, for sure, and, and uh, sometimes uh, widely overlooked as an opportunity. I'll, I'll tell you a re- reason I think that the schools are, are, are a good investment. As a contractor and as a, as a flooring mechanic, you get beat up out in the field all the time with schedules and expectations and, and demands that are put on you and what have you. And um, there's something about the camaraderie of guys getting together you know, hardwood floor guys is like a brotherhood. And if you—if you don't know what it's like to be a floor guy, if you've never been a floor guy, and it's—it's it's a tough job, man. These are tough guys. Uh, it's a very demanding trade, physically and mentally. It's as much mental as it is physical. Uh, but getting together with the guys and just—you know—learning from each other and swapping stories and finding out how other guys do it across the different parts of the country and you learn as much from the students as as from the instructors I'm convinced of it and I I think for that reason alone and the other thing too is you know a lot of our schools are in destination locations right I mean not too bad to spend a couple extra days in Nashville Uh, Seattle and 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 Dallas and some of our other locations. I mean, you know, I know guys will take their wives and uh, spend another couple of days, what have you. Um,
1: yeah, don't forget Jersey. Jersey's another great destination.
0: Absolutely. Well, it's close you know, to New York. You
1: talk about uh, you talk about Nashville. We just did a school in Nashville a couple of weeks ago, and you you know you were just mentioning how uh, it's I learned something myself at every single school. And this last school was just another case of that. A guy named Keith Wenther, he was showing me pictures of this disaster job, pet stains all over the place. And he said, You guys have the best stain ever to cover these up. And he showed me the Bona Driftwood stain over these pet stains. Everything was completely eliminated. It was it was amazing. It was unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. So when you say we're going to learn from each other, we really do. It's really, uh, and that's another thing that you'll learn too when you come to the schools, is there's a lot of guys who come in who have some great tricks of their own, some great ideas, and everybody starts sharing that stuff, and that's how you're going to make more money, you know. Rather than walking away or patching those jobs, you know, with the pet stains or something, he showed everybody there, hey, the bona driftwood stain is, you know. Amazing to cover those pet stains up.
0: Yeah, speaking of that, Robin, I, I know, you te- you know we teach a lot of the bonus system and the bonus products and what have you, but I know you guys get outside the box a little bit and talk about some other, other you know, uh, challenges and what have you somebody might run across in the field and exchange uh, ideas, which I like. But talk about a day in the class and some of the topics you might go over.
1: Well, we start with a PowerPoint. Now I know people are going to think, ah, PowerPoint's kind of boring and, you know, I'm a floor guy, i got to get out there. But one of the things that opened my eyes up a long time ago when I went to my very first school back in 2000 was I was just kind of told to, you know, take the edger, go over there and start edging. And what the PowerPoint does is it puts a little theory behind what we're out there doing. So now I'm not wondering what the hell I'm doing. I know why I'm doing it I know why I'm changing paper and grit sequences and everything so what we do is we put the PowerPoint and it's a short part of the school it's not the entire school it's not even it's not even half of the school most of the school is done out on the panels but the PowerPoint presentations are what gives you the theory behind what we're doing so once you have the theory we get out there and we start working and now everybody starts to understand why they do what they're doing or why they're seeing issues on the floor that they didn't realize why they were seeing them. So like I said, it's the practice of theory and practice put together. It's kind of like words and music. You put them together and you make a song.
0: Nice. Um, you know, my, uh, I remember my uncle Stan, my, my Stan had been in the trade for about 50 years and, uh, I used to drive to his house in the morning, and from the morning, we would leave to the job. And I remember him sitting at the at the kitchen table talking to my aunt, and he was complaining about this job and the problem he's having on this particular job and what have you. And uh, she made a comment to him that I never forget. She said, as, as long as you've been in this trade, it should be getting easier for you. Why are you still having problems like this? Um it doesn't really work that way. I mean, this job is evolving all the time, right? And there's, you know, you, you have to keep up with the trade, and keep up with the industry. And it is, it is a financial thing. I mean, to be able to, like you said, take the amount of square foot and make more money on that square foot than you were in the past, or maybe a faster technique or something, man, I, I, I think it's huge. And, you know, if you've been doing this trade for a long time, it's rare that you learn something that just blows your mind. Like, man, that just came out of left field, that I had no idea. But you can learn little small de- details and small things that you add to your toolbox. You know, how to do repairs using nib files and, and how to tint finishes and how to tint sealers and and uh, other challenges and board replacement to look like they're seamless. Uh, all those things are just little things you put in the toolbox and, and it can make you money over the years.
1: Well, one of the things that we try to tell people is, you know, when you're really gonna make that money is during the estimate. And when you start talking about Green Guard certification and Green Guard products and Safer Children in schools and Green Guard Gold and, you know, VAC systems, and when you start talking about all that during the estimate, you know, the homeowner is gonna say, Well, there's a reason that he's a dollar or two higher than the other guy because he has all this. This is what he's presenting to us. And You know, the customer out there today, they're whack jobs. We all know it. But when you start talking about green, green is money in your pocket. People want to hear about green.
0: You know, uh, you touched on something that I, I, it's so important to me, man. And I talk about it all the time is that when you're doing an estimate with that homeowner, you know, maybe you got a half hour window with that homeowner, you got 45 minutes or whatever the case may be. That half hour that you spend with that homeowner, if you can upsell that job, and if you can you can prove why you're worth more money, you take that and extrapolate that out to the end of the year. It could be a year that you know what? Yeah, we had a pretty decent year. We bought a new van. You know, things went okay, or whatever. Or we just flat out killed it this year. We didn't necessarily do the do any more jobs, but we through communication, through showing our you know the brochures that we have and showing jobs that we've done in the past. That that thirty minutes shouldn't just be something that you wing it should be something that you practice and practice and and refine and get better at it because you know you're it's a hard job it don't get any easier as you get older uh the more things you can put on your side of the equation the better off you are so i think it's um uh, i mean it's huge um i talk about my uncle stan uh when i started working with him years ago uh, when i first started as an apprentice I would take notes. I have a book. I still have this book. It says Stan says.
1: Stan says. It, yes, we. Yeah, everybody yeah. <laughs> in the world knows about this book.
0: <laughs> I have kept my that wife, book. For,
1: my kids know about the Stan says book.
0: I've shared some pages with Pauline, correct? <laughs> so I, I kept that, and I would, I would write things in my, in these notes. And if I learned something on a job, or, I, or let's say I, I did a maple floor and I sanded a particular way with a certain sanding sequence, and I and I killed it. I, I go in my notes that night because, you know, as you get older, too, or like if you do an exotic, like Australian brush box, you may not do another one for another year or two years or whatever. I can go back to my notes and go, here's what I did. And I also will put in there sometimes, here's what I did, but you know what? I didn't like it. Here's what I saw. Here's what I could have done different and what have you. So the, any, any, Profession that's worth having is is worth putting the time into and educating yourself and investing in yourself. You're you're so lost you do, in the
1: woods again, huh?
0: Yeah, maybe
1: I am. Yeah, you're, let me let me talk I, I was for a while. Just, I, was just go, get, I was just go get a drink no, or
0: something. I was just getting ready to give you a compliment. It was just just I could feel right it right there. I could feel and it. You, that's why you, I interrupted you. We,
1: we don't need that.
0: Um, D. Anybody that's ever met D and you, Rob, I will say there's not two better instructors in this business. Uh, you guys do a fantastic job. Uh, as much as I give you guys a hard time and what have you, you know, we're joking around. Uh, and the new guys you have coming up, the experience, the way the schools are structured, man, the locations. We feed everybody. Uh, it's a feast. So, uh, Well, really you know, you
1: say we kid around a lot. Um, we try to do the schools like that, too. I try to make the schools... Kind of like you're on a job site. A lot of busting chops, a lot of you know, hacking around, fooling around a little bit. We're we're gonna get the job done, but it's nice not to be so formal sometimes. Uh, Not being such a formal setting. Kind of like you know, you and I doing these podcasts. Um, Just kind of keep it moving, keep it light, have some fun. And the other thing too is, I think once we start having fun and people start swapping stories and things like that everybody turns into a sponge everybody starts learning a lot more they're getting a lot more out of it
0: yeah and uh, I always uh, you know sometimes you go to a school and there'll be a guy there that's you know at almost at the end of the road for him like 65 or 70 years old I've seen guys in there and still come away learning stuff and uh, and I, I really appreciate them coming and sometimes I'll bring their kid or their grandkid uh, to the school which I think is awesome so, no, That, it's okay. that is oh. one
1: of the great things about, you know, don't ever think that, oh, man, I've been doing this for 40 years, I'm not going to go to a school. You're going to learn something. But the reason, the, one of the big reasons I like having those older guys, like myself, at those schools is to watch the interaction with the young guys, the new guys coming up. They get so much from a seasoned vet that, you know, you just can't get out of a book or a video or something that real you know hands-on side-by-side type thing and everybody uh, 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 so, let me try that again how do they say that all all boats rise with the tide or some you know that line i'm trying to find out another thing that i like in the schools i do love when a student brings in a project student brings in a sample, and he said, I need to achieve this on this lady's floor. How do we do it? And we get the whole class involved in that. So if you are thinking of coming to a school and you have a project that you're not sure on how to do it, bring it in, let the whole class work on it. It's really fun. To, and the other thing, it's just another way to you know, get a battle plan ready and walk into that job and make it look like you know what you're doing. And not testing and everything on their floor, you know, do it at the class, do it with the school.
0: Yeah, uh, I remember. Also, you you know, you guys go over water popping. I know, and this one guy that came in in one of our classes, uh, saying, you know, he's had problems with. Oh, whoa, whoa popping.
1: wait, wait. Is this going to be a better ending to this story? Think, think before you put this story out. Is this going to be a better ending?
0: Rob, do you remember who? Do you know who Brian Dunkelman is?
1: No, Wayne. Are we going to go back to the? Okay, this is Wayne's favorite. Wayne wants to be a comedy writer. Go ahead, Wayne. Finish up with this.
0: Okay. Brian Dunkelman was Ryan C- Seacrest's sidekick on, on American Idol. Right. And, and and was so bad that now no one ever... Now, you know what he does now? He drives for Uber. Really? Yeah. So uh, I'm So just you're saying, thinking
1: that you're going to be this Dunkelman guy if you don't start getting better with your stories. I get it. Don't worry about it. There's plenty of stories out there. Just make sure this one has a better ending than that last one okay really all Uh, the talk all you talked about in that last one was oh what a beautiful voice the guy had Uh, uh, okay i guess that's beautiful i guess but uh come on let's hear this story the water pop story i'm on the edge of my seat now
0: all right so um you know you talked about uh some of the you know talking about different experiences and challenges the guys have across the country what have you we had a guy uh talked about water popping and I know you go over water popping and he was talking about floors cupping and you know guys use the, the Hudson sprayers and everything for water popping the floors but it's a good chance for us to talk about okay well why was your floors cupping and what have you it was a 5 floor it's been sanded many times um, and they're certainly going to react differently to uh, you know two and a quarter three quarter red oak that's a, it's a new floor so maybe instead of using the sprayer maybe use a, a sponge on that one Maybe you'd add the to natured to alcohol. You know, there's a lot of there's, there's so many tips and techniques that come out of these schools. It's fantastic. So,
1: hey Wayne, old buddy, why don't you tell everybody how to sign up for our schools?
0: Okay, uh, go to the uh, Bonus website, Bonus.com, and then click on Tools and Resources, and then simply click on Santa Finish Schools. know, uh, there's an application for the school, and it tells you the different locations and times of the schools in your area. There you go. Thanks a lot. I think we covered pretty much everything on this. Uh, I would add something, I will add something else. You know, it's, it's, there must be something about this trade that attracts musicians, because I know so many guys that have bands or in bands or play instruments in this trade, it's crazy. On the West Coast, uh, you've got uh, Brian McHugh. He's a great floor man, he's an inspector, but also has a great blues band. Sean James down there in Santa Cruz got a great band. He's a drummer. The boy, some of the boys down in the South, Darren White, in North Carolina, got a fantastic band. I think he's got some CDs out. Uh, the Bluegrass State of Kentucky representing with Jimmy Connor, Rex Owens, both drummers, uh, down there, and, and Willie Schumacher, a really good craftsman, a damn good craftsman from the Cincinnati Covington area, is also uh, a blue singer, and Jimmy Alaka. Uh, mandolin player. I think it's pretty cool, man, that uh, some of these guys have uh, these other passions. And so if anybody wants to send in some music, uh, please do send it to me. Send it to my email address is Highlander at bona.com. That's W-A-Y-N-E dot H-I-G-H L-A-N-D-E-R at bona.com. And uh, we'll give uh, some guys some shout outs on there. On well, music. you
1: didn't know this, did you? But I am like, the king of karaoke. I am a singer. No, I, didn't. I
0: Yeah, I definitely... Really? Yeah. What uh, what genre are
1: you... I can do just about anything. I can do the crooners, you know, Sinatra, Dean Martin, really? Charlie Daniels, one of my favorites to do. That's my... Actually, that's my go-to. That's the showstopper. Definitely went down to Georgia when I'm uh, when I'm doing the karaoke. Do some rock, do some ACDC. You have to know your limits, though. You know, I'm not going to do a Van Halen. I can't get up that high. But you find the right voice. And, uh, but yeah, I'm definitely, I definitely should have been a rock singer. I mean, I love doing floors and everything, but I think I have the soul of a rock star.
0: Well, I was going to say, why don't, why don't you just take us out uh, there on one of those uh, showstoppers, Rob?
1: Found the mountain, run, boys, run. The devil's in the house with the rising sun. Chicken in the bread pan, picking out dough. Granny, we dog bite? No, okay, child, no.
0: Uh, I'm sorry I asked. All right. Well, that's been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Uh, I'd like to say a special hello to my friend Paul, Ian. And uh, please stay tuned next week for another episode.